This teaching comes to you from the team at Anchor Church Sydney. We hope you're blessed by it. For more teachings, resources or info, check out our website www.anchorchurch.com.au Well, we are going to spend a bit of time in God's Word this morning and uh, this is going to be a very, very brief sermonette this morning because uh, what I want to do is give you an opportunity to contribute to the message this morning. As Brad has already mentioned, celebration and thankfulness feels like a bit of a weird thing in this season. After the 2020 we've had, you would be forgiven for feeling a bit grumpy, a bit depressed, and lacking in appreciation. That would feel entirely appropriate in this season. And yet, gratitude and celebration and thankfulness is one of the hallmarks of the Christian faith. And that ought to be true of God's people, irrespective of the season of life we are in, irrespective of the circumstances that are surrounding us. And so today, what we want to do is pause for a moment and celebrate what God has done in our year. Now, we've been walking through the book of Psalms over the last uh, eight or nine weeks as a church family. And today, very briefly, I want to finish and cap that series with a quick mini sermonette and devotion from Psalm 150. So if you have a Bible this morning, why don't you open up to Psalm 150? If you don't, that's fine. The verses will be on the screen behind me. But let me read to us Psalm 150 this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His acts of power. Praise for him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with the timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clashing cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. And we will do that in a moment. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, you'll remember as we launched this psalm series that Psalm 1 and 2 acted as a bit of an intro to this whole entire book, these five books, in fact, of hymns and poems and praise songs to God. And what Psalm 146 to Psalm 150 do is they serve as a closing doxology, a climax of praise at the end of the book. The book of Psalms has this movement of lament to praise. Uh, book 1, Psalm 1 to one uh, to 43, 44 maybe, really is heavily outweighed by lament songs, by songs that are crying out to God from the depths of the soul, asking God why these things have happened. And as we move through the book of Psalms, lament songs begin to decrease and praise songs begin to increase. And then we finally get to Psalm 146 to 150, and they all start and end with this same phrase, praise the Lord, which in the original is hallelujah, which is uh, praise and then Yah, the, the name of God, the holy name of God, Yahweh. And that word combined together is hallelujah, praise the Lord. And all of those last five songs begin and end with that phrase, praise the Lord. And it's a reminder to us that even though our faith does not call us to pretend and to fake it, it doesn't leave us wallowing in the depths of our despair. We are a people of hope. And so the book of Psalms climaxes and ends with praise. It's a reminder to us that despite our circumstances, God is still worthy of all of our, our worship. And it's a reminder to us that we indeed are a people of hope. 
that despite where this book starts, it ends just like our stories will end, just like our lives will end with a crescendo and climax of noisy praise. And so let me just quickly draw out a few things here from Psalm 150 about praise. And the first thing you'll notice there is the object of praise. Verse 1, it says there, praise the Lord. We are a people who praise God. We are a people who praise Yahweh. And that is vastly different from all of the praise that echoes out from the world around us, that, that we are God's people and He is the object of our praise. Second, you'll notice the location of praise there. It says there in verse 1, praise God in His sanctuary, praise Him in His mighty heavens, His heavenly sanctuary. This is literally a call for the, the entire earth and all of the heavenly hosts to join together, to mingle their praise together to God. All of God's people, all of heaven, praising God together. He is worthy of praise on earth. He is worthy of praise in heaven. And that praise that we, um, that we ask for in the Lord's Prayer, that His name would be hallowed on earth as it into heaven, mingles together as the people of God and the heavenly hosts praise Him. Thirdly, you'll notice there the reason for God's praise in verse 2. It's a very general uh, reason for praise. Normally, as you look through the book of Psalms, there are some very concrete reasons that the psalmist will say, praise the Lord. Maybe it's the Exodus as he looks back. Maybe it's David's personal deliverance that he has received from his enemies. And we will look back. Maybe it's the psalmist saying, look at what God has done with his creation. He is powerful. He's mighty. But here in Psalm 150, it's just very general. It's praise God because he is mighty. Just kind of praise God cause of who He is. No specific reason, praise the Lord. And then the psalmist will employ the instruments of praise there. you notice in verses 3 to 5, he calls the whole orchestra to praise God. Trumpets and harps and lyres and tambourines, strings, yes, including dancing. Literally everyone is called to use whatever noisy thing that they have to praise the Lord. This week, um, Simeon, who's uh, been leading the band this morning, emailed us and said, hey guys, do you reckon we could give everyone in church a percussion instrument? Because we can't sing. We could just make a, a loud clanging noise to the Lord. And we thought, that is an amazing idea. Then we would have to clean all of the instruments with sanitizer after the service so the next guys could bring it. We thought about a BYO tambourine thing. Anyway, we didn't have time to organize it, sadly. But that would have been incredible and would have been so fitting for what this psalm is. This is a rowdy, holy, raucous that the people of God are called to make before the Lord. And you notice there that there's instrumental worship. There's worship without the voice. The voice doesn't come into the piece until verse 6. And it's a reminder to us that the gift of praise and worship to God is a whole of being experience, physical expressiveness, instrumental worship, and yes, including our voices, because the psalmist calls us to praise the Lord with our voice in verse 6 there. Everything that has breath, including the creation, praise the Lord. I think too often we're tempted to be limited by our Western, stiff, you know, cultural norms of hands shoved in pockets, praise to the Lord. But yet you see this picture here of this um, beautiful cacophony of worship that happens here for the people of God. And it's fitting because of who God is. Because of who God is. And so whatever season of life 
we find ourselves in. And whatever 2020 has, lo- has looked like, we are called to be a people of praise. Literally, Psalm 150 says, everyone, everywhere, with everything that you've got, praise the Lord. And so this morning, what I would really like to do is to add your voices to this sermon as we celebrate and praise God for what He has done in our lives. And so in a moment, I'm going to invite you to come forward and to share your story of what God has been doing in your life. But let let me just throw a few highlights at you this year of what God has been doing in our church collectively. We launched Alpha at the beginning of this year. Can you remember February? I mean, February feels like an eternity ago this year. But in Feb, we launched Alpha. We had a huge launch party uh, over at the tram sheds in Glebe over there. It was a wonderful night. We had about 100 people turn up, all of these guests. We launched our first Alpha course with about 20 people in attendance, a number of people who are searching and finding the truth. One of those stories was a guy called Sean who came and he turned up because he had seen a Facebook ad on his phone and with broken Mongolian walked in and said, is this is this here? And we said, yes. He said, I need this. And over the course of Alpha, Sean gave his life to Jesus, which is incredible. Uh, There's another story of a guy called Alec, who will be baptized at our next 11 a.m. service this morning, who has given his life to Jesus. Incredible story. In fact, there's another guy called Tim, who has also given his life to Jesus over the course of Alpha. So we have run two Alphas, One of them in person, half in person, half online. Another Alpha course entirely online. And God has moved people from death to life through those courses, which is incredible. This year, we became a multi-site house church movement during the course of COVID. Um, We had the incredible blessing of a team of people who had the gifts, the equipment, and the time to launch church online And I've lost count of the amount of people who've said, we have loved what you guys did at Anchor. We made a strategic decision to do church at home and we wanted to feel like from our living room to your living room. And so we've been sitting literally in Sam and Isaac's living room or Brad Spencer's bedroom filming church and beaming it into 20 plus living rooms across our city for church at home. It's been an incredible moment. We've seen leadership development ramp up as we've been forced to multiply gospel communities, multiply launching, uh, uh, hosting locations so that the people of God can gather and worship Jesus in what has been a crazy season. Now, um, just so you know, this morning, we are live streaming this service for the very first time because of a very generous donation that came to our church to purchase all of the gear, which was close to about $10,000, to purchase all of the gear so that we can continue to live stream our services moving forward. And so even in a season where financial stress has been felt by everyone, we've had the blessing of people's generosity to allow this work to continue to happen, which is incredible. We've also not slowed our GC multiplication during the season. Can you believe it? In a pandemic, when things should be shutting down, our church has been growing. As Brad has mentioned, people have been joining our church. I went through yesterday trying to figure out how many new people have joined since March. I lost count, but I think it's about 80. I think it's about 80 people, and I don't even know whether they're a part of our church or not, but they're at least in our database. So... Um, people have been coming, they've been turning up online, they've been registering for Growth Track, it's incredible. But we've also been launching new gospel communities. And this year we've multiplied three new gospel communities in the midst of a pandemic, which is crazy. 
and I don't know what that looks like, but that's on par with most other years. So we're not slowing down in that respect. We've also planted a church. Can you believe it or not? Massive shout out to all the people from Southwest, anyone who's watching this morning online. Uh, that was a very difficult decision for our church to make, whether or not we should plant a church, whether or not we should wait. Uh, the launch team there had been waiting since October last year. We were supposed to send them out and commission them in, Ma in May. Uh, we did that in October. But that team was um, ready. We, we sensed that, um, that that team needed to go. And if we waited any longer, they would end up just being depressed about this vision that they had that they could not enact. And so on the 18th of October, uh, our, our last gathering at the Factory Theatre, we laid hands on Commission Blessed and sent our very first church plant in the midst of a pandemic. Now, we know that there are a number of other um, churches who have attempted to plant in a pandemic, and a lot of them have just pumped the brakes hard. Uh, and we believe that God is in this. We believe that God has said, yes, put the foot down, go. And so we've decided to plant, and they are off and running. And Southwest will be launching in January in the new year, which is incredibly, incredibly good. Uh, the other thing to celebrate this season is that um, in, a, in, a, in a year where there has been um, economic instability, financial instability, job loss, uh, a future that just seems incredibly uncertain, believe it or not, our giving this year has been the best we have ever had. And so that is on you guys. We want to say a huge thank you to Anchor Church for your generosity in this season. Your, your giving has allowed us to do things like support Scott and Ruth to get back on repatriation flights. You guys paid for those flights to get back. Your generosity has allowed live stream equipment to be purchased. Your generosity has allowed us to employ Sam Vig an extra day so she can film and edit videos to be sent out during the week for church. Your generosity has allowed us to meet in a space like this uh, to support a staff team. Uh, we've heard of businesses who have been laying off staff during this season. We've increased our staff during this season in order to help us do what we want to do. We've been blessed with a government stimulus package that has kept this church along with many others afloat. And so we want to say a huge thank you to every person who has contributed financially this year. This has been one of our best years yet. And so a massive thank you to all of you who have been generous in 2020. We have thrived during this season, which is unexpected, but uh, a lot of that is your attitude and your generosity uh, in this season. We are thankful for this space. So I realize that um, this has been a difficult year when it came to space. Every other church started meeting in person in June. This is our second in-person gathering this year. And that's been difficult. A lot of you have grieved the fact that we can't do this, what, what we're doing today. Um, and we've worked really hard to try and find a space to gather in, and we're finally here. We are thankful to the Salvos who are generously offering us this space at cost price, literally the cost of electricity and aircon. we are here. The Salvos have been so, so good to us. We want to say a massive public thank you to um, Stephen Briggs and John Viles and all of the leadership team at Salvos Inner West who have allowed us to meet here. We are super, super thankful for that. In a city where space is scarce and everyone is paranoid of people touching surfaces, um, they've been generous uh, and taken a risk on a, a church plant to use this space. So we're, we're thankful for that. And there are countless other stories that we have heard this year. And we want to give you an opportunity to do that. So I'm going to invite Brad up with the microphone. We want to turn this 
our moment over to you guys to share the stories that you have of what God has been doing in your life, the ways that you have experienced more of God in this season. And so now is your opportunity to come stand and declare before your church family how God has been at work. And all it takes is one brave person to get the show on the road. So who is, who is going to be our first person to do this? Amy's going to come up and do some keys behind us. So, uh, another Amy, yes, please. Where do I stand? Right there. Hello, I'm Amy. Um, at Anchor, I lead the prayer ministry, um, and we've got a team of nine, ten, um, serving Anchor Prayer. Um, to give you a bit of an insight into what that is, Anchor Prayer is all about building a culture of prayerful dependence here in our family. And we do that in different ways. We used to do that in the service, um, just offering prayer at the back. And then last November, I just felt strongly to change directions and to move it into more of an initiative, like initiative after initiative, what can we do to build Anchor Prayer? So I just want to celebrate what God's done this year, because in the midst of a pandemic, we've been able to build a team of nine or ten, I can't lose count. Um, and what we've been doing is just seeking God. God, what can we do to build prayer at Anchor? And... Um, with a pandemic. So um, the cool thing about prayer is that you not, don't need a facility. You can do it online and Zoom. We um, kicked off. One of the ways that we felt to partner was with Alpha GC, um, as Matt shared. So we've been covering Alpha GC in prayer. We started face-to-face. Um, and you probably got, like, messages from me if you liked my post to come along. Um, and we just prayed for Alpha GC. And we saw God do crazy things in the first one. And in the second one, it was an online format. And just some cool things were that, yeah, so the team that joined were very new to prayer. And a lot of them joined because they're like, we just want to grow in prayer ourselves and learn how to lead other people in prayer. So I just got to see heaps of my team step up and lead different prayer sessions really creatively, really intentionally. Um, And we would document what we would pray for each time. So we'd wait on God, look at scripture, write the themes, and then we'd send them off to Alpha GC, and we'd say, did that happen? This is what we're praying. What happened? And they would feedback like, yes, that happened. Keep praying for that. Um, this person came, and we got to see all that feedback. And in our last time we did it, we got to meet with them over Zoom, and we just got to hear all of their stories. And I want to just honor the Alpha GC team, because we just sat and listened to them for about an hour, and they're like, we're so sorry. We're just talking our, like your heads off about what God's done, but it was just so clear that they're really invested, like each of the team were so invested in every single one of the stories. And they just kept listing the names of people, even the people that came once or even signed up and didn't ever come, they still knew their names and were able to like send them back to us and say, keep praying for these three names because they never even turned up, but we're still thinking about them. And then we showed them all the themes that we had prayed for. And we said, what, did that happen? Did that happen? Did that happen? And we would highlight like green what happened. And by the end, it was like all green with a few like yellow, which was like to, to come. Um, so it's just really fun to be able to work and partner so closely with a team. Um, and we're so excited about Ruth and Scotty's vision for the prayer hub here to be able to meet in person because Zoom prayer is okay, but face-to-face is so much better. So we're partnering with them. Just encourage you guys to partner as well. It's three days of prayer, three sessions a day, um, and we're going to see God move in Sydney.
All right, what else? I might invite you to actually stand on the stage because um, we're streaming it, so you need to be seen. Who else? Who else has got a story to testify to God's goodness, His grace, things that He's done in your life? Dave, yes. Let's give Dave a round of applause. Roll up in the middle, Dave. Hello. Hello, everybody. Oh, I'm so nervous. Hey, everybody on stream. Uh, so I'm David. I'm part of the Newtown GC. It's lovely GC. Uh, they've been like my family over this thing. I'm a very family-oriented guy, so I lost all the people going to work, couldn't talk to them, but I could talk to my GC Wednesdays and Sundays. On the, at the start, it was on Zoom, but now it's going to see, you get to see the kids, get to run around, get tackled by Blaze, and he goes, ball. <laughs> and Ruben and Eva. It's been an amazing time, and I love the GC, and it's just kept me afloat emotionally and spiritually during this entire yes. time, and I thank God for that. I thank God for the amazing people at Amy and Kim are here and Brad and I. Um, it's just, it's been amazing the amount of people who are here and I, I thank God for it. Yes, thanks Dave. Anyone else? I know there were other stories out there. Come on, Lisette, Robin, yes. First, I'd like to say that this year, y'all know, it was crazy. Um, but one thing that was cool for me that came out of the year was um, Mom's GC. And we had an opportunity to meet online for a while, which suited me, but not everyone. And um, just because, you know, you literally just hand the kids over and then you just go to your screen and there you are with everyone. Um, but this year was just a great opportunity in Mom's GC for community and growth and hearing each other and pushing each other and talking about Jesus and all the things we really want to be doing. But um, it was also a crazy time. So if anyone wants to come help with the kids uh -huh. um, so we can keep getting into Jesus, that would be great. But that's a um, shameless plug. Um, please come help us with the kids, please. Um, but it's just been so great for us to have an opportunity, a place to go and to grow together and, and look forward to good things. My wife made me come up with her. So. Um, <laughs> uh, this is going to sound uh, strange, but I'm grateful for COVID. Um, I'm grateful for the challenge that it's been, I think, for us as a church, um, but in particular for us as a family. Um, like for me it's really just been a challenge just to try and figure out um, how we can be more intentional about walking with Jesus as a family in our everyday um, like we've been going through um, ruthless elimination of hurry together as a couple and um, yeah I'm, I'm just really encouraged around learning to more intentionally um, be an apprentice of Jesus and just to share that with my wife and with my kids in our day-to-day -day, um, and, you know, not, I guess, rely on events that other people are initiating, like more and more looking to Jesus' initiative and where He's calling me to take initiative and just to, to run with that, whether it's with Lisette or our three girls or, you know, people I'm working with. I think we've all got um, 
a lot of opportunity here. It's not easy. It's been a really tough season, but I think um, there's, there's more gold we're going to see just as, um, I guess, we step up and just encourage one another and risk, you know, that, that's the reality. It, it's going to cost something, but Jesus, he gave everything he had, and, um, you know, how can we not respond to that? Amen. Thank you, guys. Any other stories that people would like to share this morning? This will be happening live in other services. And it's a shame we can't hear every single person's story in one gathering like we normally would. But any others? All right, let me pray. As the band comes up to lead us in a, a joyful, rowdy praise of worship, let's pray together. God, we want to give you thanks for everything that you have done this year in the life of our church. What a year 2020 has been, and yet you have been good. God, you've been good amidst isolation and difficulty and trial. And as a church, we want to testify that you have been faithful, that you've cared for us, that even as we've walked through a dark and difficult season, you have been present. We thank you for your promises. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for all of the things in this season about you that have not changed. We thank you that you are our fortress, our shield. You're the rock of our salvation. God, this morning we declare praise. You are worthy. With everything that we have, we want to praise you. We pray this in the strong, powerful name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, Amen, Amen, Amen. amen.